0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Atkins Family Podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Atkins, and I am accompanied by my lovely wife,
1: Takiya Atkins.
0: And today we are going to be going over, or we're going to continue our series in Proverbs 31 called the Proverbs 31 Woman. That's what we're calling this series. That's usually what a lot of people call it. Whenever they preach out this series or teach out this, this part of the Bible. Yeah. So today we shall be going over verses 31, 11 and 12. So uh, I'll just read these real quick. Uh, Verse 31 and 11. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have. No lack of gain. Verse twelve: She does him good and not harm, all the days of her life. So, the key when you first hear these verses, like, what's your first thought?
1: Um, that a Proverbs thirty-one woman is a woman that can be trusted, and um, I think it goes back to that whole multiplying. She multiplies, um, and that she is good. For the
0: man and not bad. All right, yeah. So that's that's basically what today will be about. It'll be about trust, the husband trusting, and his wife, and the wife being good, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at verse thirty one specifically, um, the first thing it says is the heart of her husband trusting her. And when you look at this thing trust, you know, I think a lot of people. First of all, let me say this. If, if you don't trust your wife, you know, your heart does not trust in your wife. Y'all need to figure that out. Uh, and I will start with husbands. Look at yourself. What is the reason why you don't trust in your wife, especially if you know that she is a good wife? You know, she's a good woman. What is the reason why you are lacking trust and why you're not able to lean on her? And we're not talking about necessarily financially. talk about anything specific it could be in all areas you know some people have issues with trusting their wives with their personal feelings other men have issues trusting their wives with money Mm
1: -hmm.
0: other men have issues trusting their wives with their kids like so you know i've seen you know this this area of trust be fractured from multiple standpoints it doesn't have to just be you know in a specific area it doesn't always have to be f- for fidelity, in an example, or uh, it could be anything. Uh, you got anything to say about that, Kia?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, trust is a big deal. I think that um, that's usually one of the root causes to why relationships or marriages don't work out because there is no trust. So I think it's, it's pretty amazing that trust is put in the Proverbs 31 woman because you, it's something that's needed if you want to call yourself a good wife or an excellent wife.
0: Most definitely. Um, I think and also when you look at the rest of Proverbs 31 and you look at all the things that the wife brings, I think the level of responsibility that a wife actually has, because a lot of times we get it mixed up looking at a wife only belongs in the home, that a wife can't do any work, the wife doesn't have her own ministry and things of that nature. That's just, that's proven false just by Proverbs 31, because this, you know, this woman that's outlined has her hands in so many different baskets, including her home. Like for example, you'll see things of this woman giving to the poor, you know, that's a ministry. You have the woman upstanding, upkeeping um, up keeping her home. You have a woman being so good within the community that, you know, her husband has a name amongst the elders of the community. So things of that nature. So all this comes along with a good deal of trust because you even see the woman having, you know, the ability to take household um, funds, household resources and invest them and try to produce more. Which goes back to, you know, a woman that uh, does good and multiplies, you know, we talked about prudence last time, you know, all these things are outlined. In Proverbs 31, and it takes a tremendous amount of trust, not only for, you know, for the material stuff, but we're talking about the relationship stuff, too. Because when we look at what husbands have to do, which what we're called to sacrifice for our wives in these aspects, you know, why would you want to sacrifice so greatly for someone you don't even trust? So for future husbands, you need to look at your current partner. And if you have trust issues already, you guys need to analyze why these trust issues exist and you need to nip it in the bud right now. Because it's only going to get worse and fester as you guys let these things uh, marinate in your relationship.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's important to say that, again, uh, you're not looking for perfection. So trust because I trust someone doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't do me any uh, do any wrong towards me. It doesn't necessarily mean that they handle every situation correctly. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, that, that person is, is literally doing everything correct. But it's about how that woman handles her flaws, how that woman handles her upsets, her how that woman handles you that lets you know if she's trustworthy or not. So when we're looking for, when you're looking for that trust quality, I think a lot of people are looking for perfection. A lot of people are looking for um a lot of well, I'll say this, a lot of women are trying to be something they're not. And I think as you develop into the Proverbs 31 woman, which is what I've what I've had to learn, uh you got to be you, like your version of the Proverbs 31 woman. And when I say that keeping these um keeping the essentials, but doing it uh, the way God has empowered you to do it. You know, some wives are not very uh, confrontational. Some wives are not talkative. And then there are some wives that are confrontational. There, there are some wives that are talkative. And both of them can still be good wives. So you never want to put a woman in a box and say, well, if you're not specifically doing this this way, then you are not trustworthy uh, because each woman, becomes a product of how she was raised even as she heals from whatever it is she needs to heal from and grows from whatever it is she needs to grow from uh she's gonna do things a certain way so we don't want to disqualify a woman because it doesn't look like what you thought it would but if she has shown you that even in her mistakes because she will make mistakes she can be trusted to come back and get it right or uh try to fix it in some some type of way And then I think that's something that's uh, extremely important. This is this is and I think most people look for the good um, when they're looking for someone they can trust. If you really want to know if you can trust somebody, look at how they handle the bad stuff in their life. Look at look at how they handle uh, the stuff that's not necessarily easy. That's going to let you know if you can trust that person, not how they doing with all the stuff that's good, all the stuff that's. That's easy. Look at how that woman handles herself in various situations that are extremely difficult.
0: Mm. That's like Proverbs 20, uh, 31, 25 strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. This is regarding, you know, the bad areas along with the good. Yeah. You know, so you get to make sure you analyze, you know, the woman's behavior in the bad times, like the kid said. And also I think, um, a big thing to point out is specifically when it comes to emotions since you know, as men, I'll just say me, you know, we uh, tend to avoid it. I won't say we lack emotion. We all have emotion, but it seems like men mm-hmm. tend to avoid those hard conversations and those tough conversations. I will say this. If you ever find yourself in a place where you're with a woman who makes it easy for you to have those conversations and you honestly trust whatever you say is safe with her, then that is a perfect example of the heart of the husband, trusting in his wife. So that is, you know, that's major because especially if that's an area where you struggle to even share at all, you get someone who you honestly believe is a safe place to talk to and bring your problems to. Hey Amen. That's she's showing. She's showing traits. She's showing traits. So let's get to the um. Have no lack of gain, and especially in talking in this aspect, we're not talking just. You know, financial. Even though Proverbs thirty-one talks a lot about financial gain, so for y'all men who think women ain't, women can't get no work done. Women should only be in the house. Women shouldn't do anything outside of the house. Women can't contribute financially to the household. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you this: the Proverbs thirty-one woman gonna do something like that. You know, whether it's managing the finances at home, whether it's bringing money in, whether it's managing the household as far as you know, keeping the house clean, keeping the children in line. You know, women were not designed to just sit and be servants to men.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's not what this is. You know, Women are created equal in the image of God. People forget that. Like, let's look. Let's look down in Proverbs and look at some of the things that you know. This Proverbs thirty-one woman does. You know, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. We have a producer here, you know, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. We got a woman that works inside and outside of the house and is not idle. You know, women women aren't designed just to sit around and do nothing. (laughs) Just like men aren't designed to just sit around and do nothing, okay? So don't try to put your wife in a box, making her have to do, you know, make her just be a stay-at-home wife. And if she has, you know, certain dreams and aspirations, course, if they're godly, let her be free to do those things. Because as we see, the Proverbs 31 woman, she put in that work. She put her hands to the distaff and her, her hands hold the spindle. You know, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. This is ministry here. All these examples of what a Proverbs 31 woman does work. That's where the he will have no lack of gain comes from she is actually doing stuff to contribute to the household outside of just raising kids and having babies. Not saying that's not a major contri- contri- contribution because that is laid out in Proverbs 31 and 10, but sometimes like the pigeonhole our wives into doing just that, you know, it's the old school mentality. I, I'm not going to knock it, but I will say that Proverbs 31 says that, a, a you know, an excellent wife does way more than just that.
1: Absolutely. D- definitely uh, I think uh, and we kind of touched on that uh, the last time where when we're looking at um, the Bible we we have to take it uh, for the biblical world I'll say what what things were happening back in that back in that time and then how uh, we live today uh, women were unfortunately back then in a lot of ways boxed in um, in a lot of ways told what they could and could not do and there has been a breaking away from that in women and uh, some some men have trouble with it and then some men celebrate it and then some men just don't know what to do with it but i think it's important that um the husband to the the husband to the wife be someone that's that allows her to get out of her shell that allows her to do the things that that she was born to do everybody was born with a purpose everybody um, is supposed to bring glory to god with whatever it is that he's given them so we want to make sure that as we are as as husbands are dealing with their wives that they're allowing them to be someone that can um actually add to the process and not take away because i think one of the things that i've seen is a, a lot of times men aren't necessarily seeing How a woman can bring gain because they're not and and it falls in line. They don't trust them. So they don't open up certain areas for them to give them the opportunity to bring gain. So they never see it.
0: Exactly. It all it all comes into play. You got to trust your wife enough to believe that she can handle the business of the household and also do other things. This Proverbs 31 woman is not just in the household. That ministry that she has in the household reaches far. She's doing things that brings notice to her husband in the gates. You know, it says that. um, Let me see. Let me find the scripture. Ooh, here we go. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. This is Proverbs 31 and 23. So this. Y'all stop bottling up your wives trying to make them just sit in the house all day. Okay? I know that was a way of thinking. But think about it like this, too. Even in the times, even in the times that, you know, the Bible was, you know, written, women were in a subservient position. Women were looked down as second-class citizens. And they were um, restricted from doing certain things. And look at Proverbs 31. Even during that time, The inspired writer of God still laid out the example of a woman who is breaking the social norms of that time. So how is it that we can get into a position where we restrict the women of God to doing only X, Y and Z, even though the Bible gave them the freedom and laid out an example that they should strive to reach where they are not relegated to being just a household wife? If they want to do more, they can do more. So I think us as husbands, we have to trust in our wives and provide the environment for them to succeed. And when they succeed at what they do is only going to bring glory to you. Remember, she is the crown of her husband. I think we get intimidated sometimes by mm-hmm. our women Maybe surpassing us, maybe being the breadwinner, maybe, you know, doing things that are perceived to be greater than what we're doing. But understand is if if you really believe that, you know, marriage is two becoming one, there is nothing that she can do outside of you. You see that saying like there is no there is no glory that she's going to get. There is no accolades that she's going to get. That you will not benefit from. Mm -hmm. You're both the same. You're both one person. This is one marriage. Put the pride to the side and let your wife thrive. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, the Bible say that she on, you know, she on double up, triple up, quadruple up on you. Mm -hmm. So look, I already told the kids she want to go make some money. I'm gonna go ahead and sit at the crib.
1: Absolutely not.
0: See, she already hating on me. She's not trying to let me thrive. (laughs) Go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> so so we remember that bad. Look, trust in your woman, and you will have no lack of gain. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, this woman is supposed to do you good all the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is this is a lifelong thing. What God has brought together, let no man separate. So I think that was made to put emphasis on the fact that this is a lifelong commitment. She putting up with yourself for the rest of her life. Mm. She talking about some, mm. <laughs> boy, <laughs> I tell you,
1: <laughs>
0: she does him good, not harm. And the Bible even goes to, excuse me, She the Bible even goes to put out specific examples of what a wife doing bad does to a husband It goes to have It has a bunch of warnings Throughout Proverbs And I'll just raise You know A couple verses In front of you But You know In Proverbs 21 to 9 It says It is better to live In a corner Of the housetop Than in a house <laughs> Shared with a quarrelsome wife So let me tell you all this: it, You got You got somebody That nag you And you got to be a, You know let the holy spirit guide you into what is nagging and what is just simply bringing her complaints right. and her thoughts and concerns to you. I
1: was about to say that cuz a lot of y'all say y'all women nagging. She ain't nagging. She trying to she, she trying to help you out.
0: All right. So we going we could we could probably have a whole podcast on how to distinguish between nagging and you know a wife being what a wife is supposed to be, a helpmate. Exactly. We could we could we could go into that deeper. But right now, we ain't gonna do that. That's a yeah. whole three hour podcast. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess I will say this uh, as a woman, I, I think, and it's crazy because I was actually thinking about it today. As a woman, I think we struggle. You can identify nagging for yourself if you are trying to change your husband. That is not in your job description. And I think that's where the root of nagging comes from for women. Um, so, this is to help women who are, who heard, oh, the Bible says something about nagging, and you thinking, "Dang, that's probably me." Yeah, It probably is. Um, if if especially if you feel if you feel that, um, and one of the ways, one of the tips I can give you because I know that's that's where I've I found myself um, in that place. One of the tips I can give you is to understand that God did not call you to change your husband. He did not call you the change mate. He called you the help mate. So you help. And if if somebody don't want your help, guess what?
0: You yeah, gotta back up.
1: You you there's great. There's nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing you can do. And I think as women, we forget, we get so caught up in the other person that we forget that God has given us a purpose and that God has given us power to govern ourselves. And when you're nagging, when you get in this space of trying to change your husband, you lose yourself. You you are no longer able to govern yourself because you're so busy trying to govern, govern him, which you were never supposed to do. Um, so do what you do as far as bringing light to certain things, certain situations, but never... Cross that line of making it your responsibility to get him to change. It's like they say you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. You there, there's no way you can do that. But what you can do is 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 uh, change you. What you can do is do what you need to do to set that example for your husband. I think the, the beautiful thing about a woman is that. You think about moms, right? and, and, and everybody ahead. has everybody has that um that look that their mom gives them, and it's like everything just shut down. You already know when you get home, either you get a beaten or something getting taken. Um, that's that's how it is with us. Like God has given us such a grace, and I know you might not think that 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 falls in with grace, but God has given us such a grace and and strength and silence. I think that's why all throughout the Bible you see uh, these warnings about nagging. Women love to talk, you know, and and it's easy to cross that line until you recognize as you get older. uh, And then Proverbs thirty one does talk about strength and dignity. There is strength in silence. Voice your concern once. You are not his mom.
0: You are not his god.
1: You're not his mom, his God, or his Holy Spirit. You are not any of that. You are his helpmate. And if a person does not want help, you cannot make them take the help. But what you can do is lovingly uh, say what you need to say and then go on about your business. Now, when I say that, I don't mean to ignore your husband because guess what? Your husband is still your business. When I say go on about your business, you go back to the one who can change him. You go to God. And you say, God, look, there's this issue that's going on and I need you to do a heart change. I need you to, or, uh, and and here's the thing too, women have to be careful because a lot of times we're praying for a heart change in our husband when really we just need to be praying, God, change, the, change both of our hearts because you never know who's wrong for real, for real. Uh, it can get a little icky. So go to God, look, God, if my heart needs to be changed, change mine. If his heart needs to be changed, change his. And guess what? Move on.
0: You got to have that self-reflection, you know, look inward. Same thing for you husbands. All right. When it comes to distinguishing whether, you know, the wife is nagging or the wife is just simply trying to help you, you got to look at yourself and honestly analyze what is she bringing forth to you that you potentially may not be addressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you are addressing it, well, I would say on your behalf, you need to continue to address it as you are called to do. Just I understand she's nagging you. But you are still required to be the best husband that you can be. Your spouse's, you know, inappropriate behavior does not give you a license to sin because not following the word of God is sin at the end of the day. So what you have to do is pick up your cross and hang on it every single day. She come through <laughs> nagging you about the same thing over and over again. Look, there's another warning. I'm going to tell you this right now, especially if you're not married. If you see you got like a nagging partner, do a double take. <laughs> the Bible say, the Bible say, what it, Yeah. I don't know. Don't say you don't know. You <laughs> heard what I said? The Bible. <laughs> okay. It's better for you to be in a corner. It is better to live in a desert land <laughs> than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. Mm. All right. This is straight out the word. I can't put it no much clearer than that. Yeah. So one, you need to analyze to see if you got a quarrelsome and fret quarrelsome and fretful woman before you got married, before you get married. And if you're already in a relationship with a quarrelsome and fretful woman, you need to go to the desert. And you better pack up your bags and go live in the corner. Boy,
1: I tell you, I tell you. I tell you.
0: <laughs> no, but that's just a word it's already too late for you, my brother. You're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> you yeah. have,
1: you and, I, and I think uh, as a tip to the men, uh, for, as, a, as a woman, uh, I like what you said about uh, addressing whatever her concern is. A lot of women nag because they don't feel safe. They don't feel secure. Um, and it is so easy to bring something to your spouse and as as women, we we women we have to be good discerners of moments. Ah, uh, when you bring something up to your spouse, uh, if they get defensive, th- that's when everything could probably go left. If you if you notice that your your husband is getting defensive because you're trying to help him, back up, just back up, give him some time and some space to hear what you said, to think about it. And I know most women are like, yeah, I gave him like thirty minutes. He might take a week. He might take a year unfortunately um to i okay,
0: just do that in. unfortunately
1: <laughs> yeah Boy,
0: that's all good time. that's all good but
1: um here's the thing if you if you have married a sensible person at some point they are going to address your concerns the thing about it is we have to recognize uh with constructive criticism most of the time when someone brings us some form of constructive criticism uh, we're caught off guard. We we probably feel bad because we thinking, I been I thought I was doing this right the whole time. And then they find out that they're not. So as a woman, uh, you're, again, your strength is your silence. After you say it once, you give them the time to, for God to deal with them. And then you leave it alone. Don't nag them. Be a grown man.
0: Mm. You heard that? Don't nag them. <laughs> you're a grown man. She does him good and not harm. Mm. Nagging is harmful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But men, let's try to make it easier on our wives, all right? It's all see, all this comes into play specifically when it comes to like self-reflection and self-examination. Remember, it, it all comes back to your relationship with God and how are you following mm. his commandments and his tenets for your life, for every Christian believer's life. If we're both in line with the word of God, all this stuff is gonna fall directly into place. Right. So remember, if you got an issue at the end of the day, it's always going to be a sin issue because. The Bible lays out the perfect will, the Bible lays out what life should be, and you will reap those benefits. When you are in when you are in line with his word, whenever you step out of line, there are consequences for sin. OK. okay so remember if you're having these type of issues you got to get back in line with the word somewhere along the line you stepped out of the light and you are in the darkness Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. you got anything else
1: Mm
0: -mm. all right so another quick episode i think these episodes start getting quicker and quicker um 30 minutes seem like to be like a sweet spot right um yeah, folks, so that's Proverbs uh, 31, 11 and 12. This is our part two of this series. Remember, husbands, you got to trust your wives. If you trust your wives, you'll have no lack of gain. Wives, you're supposed to do your husband's good and not harm. The Bible warns against wives who do their husband's harm.
1: Mm.
0: And remember, this is lifelong. So, husbands, got you got to deal with your stuff your entire life, Mm. all day, every day, Mm. 24-7, 7-11, all right? So remember, give each other grace. Let's work to become better, grow stronger, and closer to Christ. And with that said, this was the Atkins Family Podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Atkins, and I was accompanied by my lovely wife, Takiya Atkins, Oh, yeah, wait, hold on. Okay, we'll start it over.
1: Start right,
0: it over. Right, because I don't know huh? what you just tried to. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Okay, all right, starting over. All right.
1: Because
0: hmm. I'm trying to get my actual outro, because in 10 years, people are going to be saying that. Mm-hmm. they going to say it along with us. Watch. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So I was your host, Benjamin Atkins. I was accompanied by my lovely wife, Takia Atkins. And this was the Atkins Family Podcast. We'll see you next time, folks.